Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The off-season starts to percolate a little bit. Uh, We did have some conversation from the combine from uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, let's dive into that. Continuing questions about, you know, whether he's calling plays or not, it's pretty obvious he is. Like, I still wonder why those questions are being asked. Yeah, I I don't know why uh, they are asked. Uh, It's obvious, and he has made it clear from day one he's going to call plays. He's going to continue to call plays. So I don't know why we keep asking him about it. (laughs) Like, he's given zero indication he's giving that up. Uh, At this point, it's a non-story. Kevin Stefanski is calling the place like that's it, it. It's not breaking news anymore. Um, we all know it. So let's just move on with our lives. <laughs> right. I mean, so when the, so when the offense is screwed up in the, uh, in the season at any point, it's on Kevin, keep doing what we've been doing, right. Criticizing yeah. Kevin Stefanski. So, <laughs> um, along with that, that was, I mean, that was questioned and I'm still trying to figure out why, but it, it doesn't matter. Um, there is a little bit of a tinkering with the way the offense will be organized, I guess, with Drew Petsick going out to Carolina and then AVP just moving back into his old spot. I don't know how big of a story it is, but it does streamline things a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're just going back to what they did before last year, and that is AVP is the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. Uh, he did it the first two years. Basically, um, I did like what Stefanski uh, told reporters at the Combine when he said that AVP is like the best teammate ever because he took a step back. They knew Drew Petzing was going to become an offensive coordinator at some point, especially with uh, Gannon up for these coaching jobs. And if Gannon were to have gotten one of them last year, Petzing would have gone. Or even this year, now that he obviously got that Arizona job, it was like the worst kept secret that that Petzing would go be his uh, offensive coordinator. So 
Um, you know, they basically did a solid for Petzing last year by moving him off the tight ends over to the quarterbacks, which is, let's be honest about it, that is a natural progression when you talk about the path to becoming an, a head coach in the NFL. You typically go through offensive position groups. You're a quarterback's coach in there as well. You become an offensive coordinator. And then obviously, if you're successful as an OC, you you, you, you find one of the 32 jobs uh, as an NFL head coach. And certainly Petzing uh, is on that track. So they, they basically did him a big solid last year. And look, let's give Petzing credit because he did a really good job with the quarterbacks last year, especially Jacoby Brissett, who played very, very well. Is And it's part of the reason why Jacoby Brissett is not going to be back as the backup quarterback this year because he played so well in those 11 games that Deshaun Watson uh, was serving his suspension. And, you know, I think Petzing deserves some credit for the work that he did uh, with Brissett uh, over that time. So AVP goes back to working with uh, the, the quarterbacks in addition to his regular OC duties. It's not a, it's not a big deal. It's what they did the first two years here. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it, I don't really know how newsworthy it is. Uh, it, if anything, it just answers a question that was out there uh, about who would be uh, taking over those responsibilities with Petsing's departure. Let, let me just ask this because I think we just assume that you're right, and I think you're right with Jacoby Brissett, but. Is there any path that Jacoby Brissett could be back with the Browns as a backup quarterback? He gets no offers. That's, that's it. That's the path. He gets no offers. I, I just don't see that happening. Do you? Look, when, uh, when they were cleaning out the lockers in January out in Berea, like he was, he personalized a bunch of jerseys for teammates and he was handing them out. That That's, not a guy that's planning on being, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can read the tea leaves there. So, right. Uh, but I, I mean, like if something happened to Deshaun Watson in the off season here and he was available, wouldn't he be the first person well, you would call? Steph, Stefanski, uh, uh, reading through the transcript, Stan, Stefanski was asked about the backup quarterback situation. And he said, uh, we don't know yet. And that's the truth. So what uh, happens there, Daryl? What do you think they're going to do? They're looking for a veteran, or you think they want to draft somebody in the second round? I, why would you draft anybody? That's silly. I, I, I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you what their plans are. So, um, what what do you think the right plan is to get somebody who's like a Deshaun Watson, Watson lookalike, or what do you think? Yeah, I I think you want to get someone who has some of the traits and characteristics of Watson, so that if something does happen, you don't have to do a whole lot of overhauling. I, I think you do the Ravens plan. Like, look at what they did with Lamar uh, and the, and was it Huntley? Is the backup there mm -hmm. uh, that beat the Browns um, and made the Pro Bowl for like starting? I love it. It's like, does he have a name? Beat the Browns. Um, is it Kansas City's backup quarterback that only had to make one play his entire career? From Yeah. Yeah. yeah we remember. Yeah. It's like a rite of passage in the NFL beating the Browns. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. Low hanging fruit, you know, I got to pick it. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what their plans are. And that's something that looks like the organization is still trying to figure out themselves. But I, I would be shocked if Jacoby Brissett is back. And again, that's not an indictment of him. That's not a criticism of him. It's just he's earned the right to go get, you know, 
go get a bag somewhere and, and get some playing time somewhere. Uh, so um, that is something that is one of the, I guess, understated challenges for this front office is we, you know, we talk about off season needs, uh, you know, for Andrew Barry in the front office to address while well, backup quarterbacks got it, got, got to be in that mix. No question about it. What else did we get from Kevin Stefanski today? Cause I didn't hear a whole lot of just a lot of meat and potatoes. It was a lot of things I think we knew already, but um, did you hear anything else that, that sparked your interest? Well, the newsiest item was the fact that they are going to repay the favor. Uh, the Eagles of course came to Berea uh last august and kicked the crap out of the browns for two days um they're gonna go to philadelphia this year and uh have more joint practices with them so we now know two of the four preseason games they'll of course open with the hall of fame game against the new york jets uh week two of their preseason which is week one for the rest of the nfl is to be determined uh week three for them also week two for the NFL, will be at the Eagles, including those joint practices. And then the preseason finale is uh, to be determined as well. So Jets and Eagles, we'll see them in the preseason, including joint practices um, with Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Also, too, the offseason program is going to end a week early for the Browns. And Stefanski is doing that to make sure that the guys get the proper length of summer vacation because the Browns will have to start training camp early so that they can prepare to play in the Hall of Fame game. So I would say that's like the biggest news item to come out of Indianapolis is the, the we had suspicions that this was going to happen, but Stefanski making it official that they, in fact, will travel to Philadelphia for joint practices as well as a preseason game against the Eagles. The difference is, uh, well, no, it is to say it would be the, the dress rehearsal. The right. third, you know, it'll be the quote unquote. It's hard to tell what the hell they're going to do with these. The preseason getting all changed and, and whatever. It's it's kind of hard to figure out how they're going to divvy playing time. I still stand by uh, my thought that uh, the starters will play a series at most in that Hall of Fame game because you got to protect everybody. It, um, but yeah, do you have any concern about the Browns playing the Jets twice? I mean, the preseason and the, I, I don't think it really it matters. But time. yeah, I think it happens. They don't run time. anything in the preseason anyway. Let's be honest about it. No, that's true. That's true. I just um, I, you know I was looking through the Brown schedule again, and I was just kind of like you know who they have how and we'll play the schedule game coming up here again but um I was trying to think of other teams they could play in the preseason that they don't and the Lions uh, always make sense don't they I am always always up for the battle of the barge always long Where is it live. right now does anyone know yeah long live the GLC as as uh, I I forget the local artist greatest lyric written of all time Never has a game that meant so little meant so much like the GLC. That's so deep. <laughs> so no, deep. So both teams have a barge. You know that, right? So oh, the, and they just put the name yeah. on it every year? Oh, that's right. weak. So it's got to go way, back and forth. Yeah. No, the, the, have you lifted that thing? I have. That no. thing weighs more than me. Where is that the barge in Berea? Like, I don't even know. It is the. It weighs more than the Stanley Cup. It weighs more than the Vince Lombardi Trophy. It weighs more than Larry O'Brien and the commissioners. I mean, that thing, literally, um, if you're looking to, for a good workout, just do some curls with the barge. 
and you you will look like Popeye in a week. Where is, I, is the barge in the lobby? I don't even know where. Uh, is the, the barge, I think, is in somebody's office on the second floor. Ah, okay. Yeah, you can't, you can't have enough barge. It's there always game day. And there's one in Detroit. And then the winners would just go ahead and put their names on. They bring back the GLC. Let's start the campaign there, Andy. What I really want to know is where's is the Ohio Cup between the Reds and the nine Indians? And can you um, still do that with the Guardians? Does that live anywhere? It's, it's, the Ohio? Yeah, it's a progressive field, I believe, because like the, the Reds. The original right? Ohio Cup, I believe. Oh, is the original one. Yeah. I know the modified one because like the Reds has, you know, if you uh, even if you tie. Uh, in the Ohio Cup, the team that won it the year before gets to keep it. So it like oh. the Ohio Cup has been a progressive field for like, I don't know, the better part of a decade because the Reds suck. I will sleep better. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. We touched on the schedule a little bit more a uh, little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit more about that schedule, uh, plus other things that are going on, including the stadium, which we touched on in our last podcast, and uh, some not so good news from the NFLPA. It's all straight ahead on it's always game day in Cleveland. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go and with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin talking Browns with you as we always do here on the podcast. Mobile sports betting, finally legal here in Ohio. Reminder, BetQL is here to help make you the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive 
Sportsbook offers. Get a report card there, and the Browns got a report card on okay. Wednesday. What kind of report card? Tell me, tell me. From the NFLPA. So this is a <laughs> this was put together by the Players Association in an effort leading up to free agency to help players make kind of like informed decisions about, you know, who basically provides the best services and facilities for players. Uh, the good news is overall staffing yeah, got some good marks. Uh, the bad news is the Browns have spent tens of millions of dollars to gut their training facility in Berea. And um, the players are not impressed. Uh, that is th their worst marks came on the actual facilities themselves in so, Berea or at the stadium. Yes. In Berea. So wow. I'm going to run. Yeah. So what they did was, is they surveyed over 1300 players across the league. Okay. Or, and then broke it down team by team, eight different categories. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just read the grades for you now. All right, here we go. Treatment of families. Browns were given a C ranking 21st out of the 32 teams. Oh, so hang on a second. Hang on. I got to write some of these down because I got to remember where we're going with this because I don't have this in front of me. Okay, so treatment of families. You could also just check my Twitter account. They're all there. Okay, treatment of families, a C. Okay. Yes. Food service and nutrition. This, this one's kind of a big thing because the Browns actually employ a nutritionist. I see her out there every day handing out specialized uh, uh, blends and stuff to players all the time. Sure. Uh, the players, not very complimentary of her work, though. D-plus. Wow. Food service and nutrition. Does that get you fired? That ties for 18th. Weight room facilities. This one's not a surprise because the, because the pandemic – they moved the weight room to the Casey Coleman field house. It's 20 yards in size on the uh, North end. And it's still there um, because the old weight room is now treatment and rehab facilities. Okay. Okay. So they're going to have to re-expand that building again with a, with a weight room. Right. Uh, Brown's got a D plus, which is tied for 29th. Two but that, D that particular grade is not a surprise because of, Again, the weight house is in the freaking field house. And okay. the field house isn't even 100 yards long. No, I know. I don't know how they're pressing. I've been them. on that for years that, that somebody needs to cut a check. And, I mean, there are high schools in Northeast Ohio that have better indoor facilities than the Cleveland Browns do. At strength least two. Coaches, strength coaches, this is a good one. Tied for first, A+. plus. Oh, good. Training room, another good a, That's our only A-plus is strength coaches. Okay, good. B plus for okay. the training room that ties for fifth. So th th we're in the good marks now before we get back to more bad marks. Oh, the training staff was given an A that's tied for ninth. So uh, players are very uh, complimentary of, um, you know, the folks that are helping medical them. and train, you know, strength, people, training. people, yeah. not objects. Right. Okay, keep going. Locker room. This is going to shock you. Because, again, they have gutted that facility. And years ago, about five years ago, they gutted the all the player areas and expanded it. D-plus for the locker room. Again, this is the physical, this is the the physical room, room not the yet. people that are operating it. Okay. Correct. This is on the Ooh. facilities. Okay. And team travel, they gave them a C, tied for 21st. 
team travel. Let's see. So, and where does so where does that put them? I'm looking just eyeballing it. The D's and the A's kind of cancel each other. Oh, well, there's one more D. So, I would say overall that's like C minus ish. C ish. Uh, they rank 21st overall among the 32 teams. 21st. So that would be probably about a C. That's yeah. a C, almost a. It is a C. Yeah, it's a straight C. Yeah. What does this mean? Will the Haslam's take it seriously? They'll be like, whatever, we don't care what yeah. the NFLPA no, no, says. No, I think they will. So here, let me read the overview that was written by the NFLPA, just because okay. we want to obviously be, be be fair to the Browns here. So sure. uh, the overview, this is a direct quote from the NFLPA's report card on the Browns. Quote, the Cleveland Browns were ranked 21st in the team guide. The player respondents expressed two major complaints, the first of which is the weight room. It currently takes up about 15 to 20 yards of their indoor practice facility, which the players stated was already small. The second issue pertained to the locker room, which the players believe is one of the smallest in the league, resulting in many players feeling like they don't have enough personal space. On a positive note, the team's training staff and strength coaches are very well liked, and players feel like they add to their overall success. Also, 100% of the locker room believes that owner Jimmy Haslam is willing to invest money into improving the facility. Oh, and, so that's good. Oh, yeah. So that is that is the NFLPA report card. And again, that's done to help uh, uh, players uh, when it comes to making decisions about free agency. By the way, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the worst in the NFL, they like got an F. Wow, really? Yeah. Straight yeah. F? Like, what do they have any it good grades? There's a thing in there about the families where I guess um, new mothers have to, have to breastfeed sitting on the floors in public restrooms at the stadium and stuff like that. Like, that, yeah, oh, the Bengals right, yeah. got like the worst marks you could get. Like, it's bad. So, um, Brown's middle. So, of the let road. me ask you this treatment. Uh, let me go back up to the beginning. The very first one you said treatment of families. Yes. So, um, here's what they wrote. Okay. Um, support of uh, player families. Uh, the Browns offer a family room and daycare. Uh, post-game gathering area, not great. As we know, we talked about how terrible First Energy Stadium is on previous podcasts. Uh, the Browns rank 25th. And that that's kind of important uh, when you're talking about player amenities. And happy wife, happy life, right? And, that's And look, when you every time we come out of the locker room after games, so they have that, uh, I forget what they call it now. Uh, the, the club that they put in directly across the locker room, they put that bar yeah. club in. And uh, then it's uh, 46 club, area. isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know what they call it. I think it's 1946. Um, no, it's got a corporate name now. Oh, it does. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was 1946. Um, but so they have against the service level wall, they have a section roped off, and that's basically where the player families can get. So, yeah, that sucks. That's not great. Um, so when they build the new stadium, which I do believe is coming at some point once they're all done fighting over the particulars uh, over the next couple of years, um, that, uh, you know, that'll, I'm sure, get addressed there. Sounds good. All right, Daryl, we've got more to talk about when we come back. Um uh, cap casualty that we didn't get to. And I still want to talk more about the stadium when we come back. So it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowling Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to hit our mailbag up, well, it's easy to do. All you need to do is go to social media. You can see us on Instagram and on Twitter at game day CLE. First, let's talk about cap casualties because it looks like the Browns are headed. And in fact, they confirmed that they will have one cap casualty at least uh, when the new NFL year starts. John Johnson, the third, gone. Andrew Barry confirmed that on Tuesday. And uh, if they make it a post-June 2nd cut, which I believe they will, that will save the Browns about $9 million in space. Now, keep in mind, they don't get that $9 million until June 2nd. That's a little fine print there. Um, they're also probably going to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. Uh, that should not be difficult to do. Basically, what they what you do there, it's 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 like boilerplate language in basically in all these contracts. Uh, the easiest way to do it is they will take his forty six million dollars salary, subtract the veteran minimum that's required, which is like one point five. I forget the actual number. Subtract that from the forty six million, and that's what he'll be paid during the regular season. And then the Browns will cut a check to him for the balance here this offseason as part of the restructure. And that'll be a signing bonus. So they'll they're gonna have to cut a check for like 44 million and change this offseason to quote restructure his contract. The other thing they can do to it too, they can add some voidable years uh to the back end to to again to stretch the length of uh that signing bonus. Uh thing is, is obviously. If his term ends before those voidable years ends, then you get that big cap charge uh, at the end. But there are mechanisms that's going to make this very easy. So as I've said in other podcasts, I said on your show and others, this is not a big deal. The the cap situation isn't a big deal. It'll be easily solved. But um, step one, JJ3, uh, they're going to have to replace him. And then, uh, you know, Restructuring Deshaun Watson's contract is uh, probably the easiest avenue to get them quickly under the the salary cap and in compliance before the new league year kicks in on March 15. So, Daryl, when Deshaun goes to get that check, does he have to wait three days for that thing to clear? I'm just curious. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. 
I know you're. I know you're being funny, and and I'm gonna pull an Andy Baskin and or just, seven days to make it clear. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna give you the the facts. So, um, they actually have to put the balance of his contract into escrow by league rule, so, because league rule mandates that teams put the guarantees of contracts into escrow, and that was done. That's an antiquated rule, but that mm-hmm. was done. I believe in the eighties as a mechanism to prevent owners from defaulting on player contracts. Sure. That makes sense. So, so guarantees go. So because Deshaun's contract is actually fully guaranteed, and this is why this isn't a problem for the Haslam's to do because they got to put in like $189 million into an escrow account this March. So, wow. not, not, so instead of putting all, you know, right. have, I get it. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Take forty whatever million of that, and you know, write them a check. Um, so that's and look, that's why I think that's that why the other owners are mad at the Browns too. This is one of the biggest reasons why. Right. And 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 that's why with Lamar Jackson wanting his contract fully guaranteed, uh, you know, uh, you, you look at um, <clears throat> down in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, uh, the Bengals are going to have to have cash on hand for his contract as well. So, yeah, now there is conversation about. Um, getting rid of that antiquated rule because you look at the revenues of the league. Obviously, uh, it's a completely different ball game today financially for the NFL than it was back in the '80s when that rule was put in place. Um, but it is still on the books. Teams have to abide by it. So, yeah. Hmm. Daryl, um, let's go back to the stadium issue that we talked about, but uh, in our last podcast, I'm just curious. Because this came up today on our show, and I just I want your answer. Does the stadium need to be downtown? Would people be mad if the stadium was downtown? I, I know think, it's I think it's the right thing to do to keep it downtown. The but Browns I think want to stay downtown. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just don't think it's going to be feasible for them to stay downtown. A, there's nowhere really to put it without relocating some stuff. Right. Um Land acquisition takes time. Look at what they've done out in Berea, okay? Uh, was it Pearl Street that's on the – I'm just trying to remember my geography out there – on the west side of the uh, complex uh, and south of Lou Groza Boulevard. They purchased property on both sides of that road and have more plots that they still want to purchase. They've been doing this now for like three and a half years, and they still haven't completed the land acquisition that they want to do that's out in Berea, Ohio, where you're dealing with people that own homes. Okay. Imagine what it's going to take downtown. Now I have heard the Browns deny this, but I have heard the lakeside neighborhood east of East ninth street, actually east of East 13th street there basically atop the muni lot you know the muni lot's down there uh on the, the shoreway there two and 90 and then there's that big massive hill and then like there's and that's where like the fbi is yeah channel three's there up too. there yeah. there's some condos up there parking lots whatever yeah a lot I of parking lots that if there is a spot the browns would like to move it would be up there now the land acquisition alone is going to be a pain in the ass, okay? Because of all the entities that's probably involved in that. 
and the space that that stadium is going to require. That's so land acquisition is just one component. And that's why this six year timeline they have is tight. They have to make a decision now. Do you want to build a new stadium or do you want to renovate the existing? They need to be direct and tell the city of Cleveland, yes or no. You can't play both sides against the middle. You can't play the, well, we want to stay in First Energy Stadium. We're committed to the lakefront. We're committed to that building, da, 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 da. And then, and then in the back of your mind, what you really, really want to do is get the hell out of that building and, and build something new somewhere else. Just, just be straight. My advice, if, if I had any role in this at all, if I were in that room, I, I would tell the Haslams, be straight with the city. Our stadium sucks. Here's the study that proves it. This is why we need a new building. We're, real, we're willing to do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G to make a new stadium happen. Here's some of our preferred sites. We need to get going on this because we literally want to move out in 2028 and into the new building in 2029, and we don't have a lot of time to do this. That's what the Browns need to do. I don't know that downtown is feasible, um, and it would not surprise me that when the dust settles, if they have to go to a suburb that's located around I-480 or I-71 or I-271, um, I could see that happening. Uh, the, the Bears. I can't see a – I mean, unless residents don't want it, I can't see a suburb not wanting it, not wanting the stadium, especially right. if you can isolate it. And to be honest with you, I think you want to go a little bit farther out, right? I, it's I mean, I know have to be a wealthy suburb too, because it would have to be a wealthy suburb. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's going to have to be a wealthy suburb because of just the the tax incentives that'll be required, right? I mean, the, when the Braves left Atlanta, well, do they have to stay? Forth, Here's my question: Do they have to stay inside Cuyahoga? Yeah, is that I, a problem? I, yeah, I think they do. I mean, look, the Chiefs don't play in Kansas City. The Commanders don't play in Washington, D.C. Um, there are a lot of teams. that the Dallas, Bear, I mean, look at the Bears. Cowboys. Look what the Bears are about to do. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys don't play in Dallas proper. They they no. play in a suburb. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I think that the Browns' preference, the Haslam's preference, stay downtown. Like I said, I, I don't know. So if I, I had a conversation with somebody today about him that, that Cleveland's got to figure out a way to make it happen because they want the game day taxes. That's where they make all of their money. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's dollars go right to them in mm-hmm. city tax when he plays in the city of Cleveland, even if it's just 1%. Yeah. So the Cleveland, to me, it seems like if it's just a matter of swapping out some space or figuring out some this and that, you would think the city of Cleveland would make it easy for the Browns, especially knowing that if they're going to build a new stadium, they're going to get prime property back by getting rid of the old stadium. That's I don't understand why this is a headache. This, I, don't, this I don't understand it. Something I have argued for years. I think the lakefront is a terrible place for, for the stadium. I think that that land is infinitely more valuable to be. Do you realize the Cleveland, Ohio is the only waterfront city in the country that's underdeveloped when you talk about downtown. You know, uh, I don't know that Toledo's developed. I mean, Erie has done a nice city. little job. Toledo's there. not a major city. Major metropolitan city with a waterfront as underdeveloped as Cleveland, Ohio. Well, I mean, who is it? Chicago, us, Milwaukee's about the same, Daryl. I don't think Milwaukee, I mean, it's nice what they have there, but it's not exactly like 
No, it's Chicago kicks ass is what this is all about. And that's what Cleveland should be striving for. It, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, and I'm sorry. Uses it, having a little stadium bit. where it is just doesn't make any sense. It, no, they I need, totally agree with you. It doesn't make any sense. The, they, the, the, let's put it this way. The Browns are moving in 2029. They're not leaving Cleveland. They're not leaving Northeast Ohio. Okay. They're not abandoning the region, but they will be moving in 2029. The question is where will it be in another location in downtown Cleveland or is it going to be to the suburbs? That's, that is the question. The key is the freeway access. That's the whole thing, right? There's no way they're staying in that existing stadium. There's none. I don't care what the team says publicly or even, you know, whatever. Like I had someone tell me this week, Hey, we're still committed to the lakefront and our, our lakefront plans and, and the state. And like, and I'm just like, yeah, that's just pretty much hogwash. Come on. Like that that stadium is insufficient. It's falling apart. It was built on a cheap ass budget. Um, and for as nice of a job as they did in 2014, 2015 to modernize and renovate it, there's only so much you can do with that building. There's not there's just there's not a lot of room there to do much of anything. You've got the Burke Lakefront Airport consideration, so they certainly aren't putting a roof on the thing. Um, so yeah. That I I am convinced that the Browns will be moving in 2029 uh, somewhere in Northeast Ohio, whether it's another location in downtown Cleveland or one of the suburbs. That's just where they're at. Whether they want to, whether they want to admit it or not, Andy. Which right now they don't. They their their public line is we are committed to the lakefront, and and as somebody who has watched all these lakefront development plans get pitched over the last 30 to 40 years and seen zero of them. And Oh, by the way, the millions upon millions of dollars that have been spent on those plans. Okay. None of them have come to fruition. And I think the only way lakefront development happens in downtown Cleveland, Ohio is if the Browns get off the lakefront, it's a terrible, terrible location. Uh, the one thing that I see here that could be very interesting is how the mayor's office looks if they move to the suburb. If they move to the suburbs and the money and the businesses that will go with the Browns cannot be a good look for the mayor's office. They've got to figure out how to play nice. Everybody does. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is see the fans get screwed over here. That's the whole thing. So They've been talking for well over a year now uh, about the stadium situation. And my understanding is there haven't been any like hard, intense negotiations just yet, and that's what's scary. They they haven't even gotten to negotiating, wow. and that's the hard. Like, let's be honest about it, Andy. Like that's one of the hardest things, right? You've got to negotiate and figure out what the public-private split will ultimately be, how that's going to take place. Uh, I saw the gambling thing that came out, the news about gambling in the state of Ohio, number two state in the country for the month of January. Billion dollars first month. Billion right? dollars in revenue. I, I honestly believe one of the things that they should do in the state of Ohio is go to Columbus uh, and rewrite the legislation for the distribution of that tax money and have that gambling tax money cover stadium construction for the state of Ohio. Totally agree with you on with it, especially if you look at Minnesota and the electronic pull tabs. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank our producer, Meredith Gain. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you next week as we drop twice, unless there is massive breaking news. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. We'll talk to you next time.
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus